Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a car tire fitter. And I love films. I agree with the old Malcolm X saying... If you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. And have you seen the new 2001 film? It's amazing. Every week I invite a guest over to my house. I tell them they've died and then we discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Future guests include Ashling B, Stephen Cree, Jade Adams and many more. But today's special guest is the brilliant B.T. Edmondson. I'm recording this episode up at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, where I'm currently doing my stand-up show, which is called What is Love, Baby Don't Hurt Me. It's all about love and sex. It's on at 7pm at the Pleasance Courtyard. You should come along. We'll have a right old time. Now, back to this. If you don't know who B.T. Edmondson is, well, shame on you. B.T. Edmondson is a very brilliant actor and comedian and sketch comedian. She is part of my favourite sketch group, Birthday Girls. She used to be in a sketch group called Lady Garden. She is acting in the sitcom Josh. She plays his his flatmate. And she is currently appearing in a massive Disney movie called Patrick about a pug. I was very grateful to have her on the show. She is also Jennifer Saunders and Ada Edmondson's daughter. And I only tell you that because we do end up talking quite a bit about what it's like to grow up with them as parents. Uh, I very much hope you enjoyed this episode. I think it was brilliant. Beatty was very honest and open. It was wonderful and funny and deep. Now, warnings. Yes, there will be some swearing, so you might want to skip those bits. Yes, there might be some spoilers. If we mention a film you haven't seen, we might spoil it. I don't know if we do, so you might want to skip those bits. And yes, we occasionally touch lightly on darker topics. If they upset you, you can skip those bits too. But choose which bits you're going to skip, because I don't want you skipping all of it and just being like, oh, it's finished. You know what I mean? Like, There's enough here that you can probably cope with. Anyway, very grateful that you're listening. Thank you very much for sticking with it. And please enjoy episode five of Films to be Buried With. But before we get to the main podcast, uh, here is a word from our sponsor. Hello, my name is Scroobius Pip and I'm the, the head of the Distraction Pieces Network. And I'm here to just quickly tell you to go and see Brett Goldstein and Brian Gittins 
at the Edinburgh Fringe because they're really bad at self-promotion, but they're honestly two of my absolute favourite comedians. I first saw um, Brian Gittins supporting Stephen Merchant um, at a little warm-up gig Stephen was doing years ago. And I've since seen Brian a load of times. I took him on tour with me because I had this amazing realisation. I forgot that I, at that point, was doing live gigs that were quite big. And they were my own. So I could choose to take someone I'm a big fan of and had never met on the road with me and get to watch them every night. And it was amazing. Brian Gittins is at Heroes at Pateco from August 5th to August 26th at 6.40. That's a really good time to go and catch him because that's just as the kind of evening ones are starting, it will give you time to get some food beforehand and then go and throw it up um, or, 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 or or try your best to not feed the monkey man because his show's called Brian Gittins, Don't Feed the Monkey Man. Genuinely, I, c- I can't recommend it enough. And then Brett Goldstein, he's on at the Pleasance Courtyard every night at 7pm. So you can't see him on the same night, I'm sorry. But his show is called What Is Love, Baby Don't Hurt Me, and it's amazing. I saw it, I saw the the the, the previews of it um, and when he was working on it earlier in the year. I saw Brett at the first um, Fringe I went to, and I didn't know Brett particularly well. And I saw him the night before I did my Edinburgh Fringe show, and it genuinely made me want to cancel mine because his was so good and so well worked. He's great at making it a complete show. It's not a series of jokes it's a story it's a journey that happens to be hilarious and uh also have some wonderful reflections in it but yeah honestly i recommend them both brett goldstein t- until the 26th of august at 7 p.m in the pleasance courtyard and brian gittins until the 26th of august at heroes at the at Bateco basement at 6 40 all right on with the podcast Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Okay. So, I love um, seeing people's houses, seeing the inside of people's houses. Yeah, what have you... Uh, I feel like... What have you learned? This is sort of what I imagined. (laughs) Definitely that chair is what I imagined. Yeah, the pimp chair. (laughs) That was an absolute uh, panic buy. I went to buy a sofa and I hate shopping so much that it sort of gives me extensive dread. And within 10 minutes I wanted to like end all life. Yeah. And I was like really panicked. I needed something to sit on. Mm, mm. And I saw that to sit on. pimp chair. Yeah. And I said, I'll take it. 
And then they said, we'll deliver it in two weeks. And then as the two weeks went by, I kept thinking, did I really order a pimp yet? Yeah, you did. And then it arrived and I had no regrets. In sort of faux snake skin? (laughs) Is that what that is? I don't think it's snake skin. It's scaly. It's not like a string fellow's pimp chair. No. But it is. But it's uh, it's very... It's more 50 cents. Sort cent, of 90s glam, you know? <laughs> I mean, so it's I can absolutely... see that in the Spice Girls It's video. absolutely disgusting. Yeah. But... But, I bet. N- but it's not to be looked at. It's to be sat It's to up. be sat in. It's to be absolutely to be um, sat You can tell that. Also, wasn't yeah. expecting a Fraggle Rock box set. <laughs> really? You weren't yeah. expecting that? Complete well, Fraggle Rock but box But now set. that I see it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, I wasn't expecting it, but yes. Do you know what? What? Yeah. Great film collection. Diverse, interesting, bit weird. Thank you. Because... Weirdest thing, isn't it? Four copies of your own film. <laughs> Super Bob. Yeah. I mean, someone had to yeah. buy it, I guess. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's the weirdest thing? Not. Uh... Well, no, probably, mm. probably weirder things. I mean, Fraggle Rock, probably the most. Also, Dr. Katz. What the hell? Dr. Katz, the hell box set. What is that? You've never seen Dr. Katz? I feel like... You're in for a treat. I've seen one episode and it was really boring, but I saw it when I was like wow. 14 or 15. You'll love it. Okay. I think you'll love it. All right. I mean, you're good at funny stuff. Yeah. Um, Once I had like a, a dalliance with a, with a fellow <gasps> and I was sort of into him. I was like, oh yeah, this is quite, this is quite good. Yeah. And then I went around to his house and I saw his film collection and I was like, oh no. Oh Yeah. Oh no, you're really boring. I had to end a, a brief relationship with a with a woman because we went like I took her to the cinema, and that's always a big deal for me to take mm. take someone to cinema because mm-hmm. I I'd rather go alone. So if I'm taking you, it's like <laughs> I'm really trying. That's weird. That, I think but that I'll take people you out from everyone else. I'll take people would rather go with other people. You'd rather go with other people. Yeah, a hundred percent. But they might talk like <laughs> I w- yeah. You've got to pick your partner carefully. I'll, I think horror and comedy, you should go with someone, because that's like a group yeah. thing. Drama, yeah. I want to go see a fucking three-hour French film in black and white with subtitles with someone in case they're <laughs> bored. I'm going to be worried, oh, God, they're so bored. Of course they're bored. Is, and then I start thinking it is boring when you think about it. Right. See, I sort of like, I, I go with someone, but I will sort of shut off into my own little world. Right. And sort of watch it. But I do have a friend who... I refuse to go and see films with now because mm. she either falls asleep or like gets bored and starts annoying me. And once she got up and left in the middle of a film. What was the film? Can't remember, but it was something that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like she doesn't like films, right? Unless they've got Will Smith in or they're a cartoon. I mean, that's two good genres. Yeah, the Will Smith and the, yeah, and the animated. Wide, yeah, very genres. Interesting. You kept taking her though. Yeah, well, we were best friends at school. And so. what, is she now dead to you? No. <laughs> no, she's still one of my best friends. Okay. Yeah, just don't uh, go to the cinema with her, ever. Yeah, I went yeah. on a date with this woman. We'd been seeing each other for a little bit, and she was nice, and we were having a nice time, and I thought, all right, I'll take you to the cinema. And we went to see a horror film, mm. and the film we saw, I hope she doesn't listen to this. Uh-oh. I'm sure she won't, I'm sure she doesn't remember who I am. <laughs> we went to see a Spanish horror film called Julia's Eyes. It's oh. excellent, it's really good. Yeah, scary yeah. and like you know spanish oh, okay. so it's like well oh, good yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know it's good <laughs> and uh we sat there and she's like holding my hand it's scary and 
all the way through the film, I was like, we're having this experience together. We're both mm. scared and into this film. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like, get rid of my hand and jump in and stuff. Yeah. And then the film ended and she suddenly turned to me and she said, what a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was devastated. I was like, it was the equivalent of her like sort of faking... Yeah, faking, faking it, all, it was like, yeah. oh, I thought we were having this experience, and you were yeah. thinking it was shit. And also, it's really good, and I completely couldn't fancy her anymore. I Do you mean, think she was legit. just saying that to you to be like, oh, I'm so cool? I guess we'll never know because I I, I got up and walked away. <laughs> no, <laughs> I finished the rest of the date, but really, my mm, heart, I'd already left tainted. the building. Yeah, I hate being pressed for my opinion on a film as soon as I've left yeah, the film give it because time. I don't know. <laughs> like uh, genuinely even yeah. with really bad films i'm like i think i need to give it a second yeah just sink in and also my opinion is usually different to most other people's i like that mm. i think that's the problem with the twitter culture is people have to like tweet yeah. as they leave the cinema like yeah. first reviews in you think give it a day yeah it might be haunting just you or you might hate it think about it think it over think about it guys let's have some new ones <laughs> bt I've, we haven't really started, but this has all oh. been a pleasure. A BT, I'll just introduce you <laughs> oh, yeah, in case yeah. people are like, what uh, What am I listening to? <laughs> Hello. Hi. And welcome to Films to be Buried with, with me, Brett Goldstein. <laughs> uh, I'm joined today. Is that who you are? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm joined, th- welcome. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> I'm joined today by uh, one of my heroes, yeah. uh, BT Edmondson. Uh, That's me. BT Edmondson is uh, part of my favourite sketch comedy group, mm-hmm. or Sketco as they are called, The Birthday Girls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have their own podcast, and if you ever yes. can ever see them live, you must. You should. Uh, BT is also about to be, depending on when you listen to this podcast, oh, yeah. about to be the lead in a huge <laughs> Disney movie. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's have the huge. I think, it, I've seen the trailer, it looks pretty huge to me. Well, it's got, it's got a general release, I think. I don't yeah. know what that means. That means it's going to be in all the cinemas everywhere. Wait, no, maybe that's not true. <laughs> it's got a semi-general. A semi-general release. It is going to be in a cinema. Yeah. It, it's it, going to be in a cinema near you, no doubt. If by near <laughs> you mean within a 100-mile radius. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you live looks, near London. It looks excellent. It's called Patrick. It's about a pug. It's about a young woman and a pug. Yes. You're not Patrick, are you? No, I'm Sarah, who's friends with the pug. <laughs> well, it's basically a love story between a girl and a pug, but and not in a gross way. This was your first big lead yeah, movie, big, right? Big, my well, the role I had before this film was I had one line in Bridget Jones's Baby. Wow, what was the line? You it must have was. been obsessing about the line. Oh, when you I were was because I was on set for two weeks, and what? my line was on the last day. What were you doing all the rest of the time? I'm oh, just being in the background, ah. absolutely losing my mind. Fuck. I genuinely think, if anyone is thinking of acting or whatever, I think it is so much harder to do one line than it is to do a hundred. Oh, so much harder, because if you fuck it up, then mm. you're that idiot. Because everyone's just like, it's like, only why? one line. Yeah, just get it right. <laughs> but you've got nothing to build into, you've got nothing to build no. around. Uh-uh. You start obsessing, oh. should I say it uh-uh. like that? Should I say it like that? Yes. The worst thing is to get notes on one line. <laughs> How many takes did you get on your one line? I think we did a couple because it was also like a big moving, like crane oh, shot through a new God. studio. 
<laughs> and it was like the last thing. Oh, it was quite stressful. Did you f- see anyone sort of... Because if they've seen you around for two weeks, you haven't said anything, yeah. and then they finally hear your voice, maybe they're like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> that was what um, she sounds like. No, I would luckily, expect that I, out of her face. I was doing it with, you know, Tom Rosenthal. Yes. We were both like background buddies. Right. We both had a line in the film. What was his line? Yeah, okay. Wow. <laughs> and mine was something like, yeah, oh, um, Bridget, I think they want to do the story about the sofas that give you cancer or something like that. That was really good, actually. Yeah. Because I, I always look out for, I'm obsessed with background artists in oh, stuff. me too. It's all I watch. And all get, I watch. Something, I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones recently and I love the one-liners. Yes. People oh. with one-liners, it's so hard. Yeah. Because they often just have to, like, deliver a raven. So often someone <laughs> will just appear in a scene and go, someone sent something from Dumbledore or whatever the fuck they say in it. <laughs> and I always think, God, they must yeah. have been shitting themselves. Everyone ignores oh. them. Yeah. But they've yeah, got to Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you don't... Everyone's already made friends. Yeah. Especially in a series. Everyone's mates. Like, you're coming into, like... It's like going to a party or a wedding where you don't have any friends. Yeah. And you have to sort of, like, be like, oh, you can talk to me. Well, you're two weeks consecutive every day, too. So over that time, you must have made friends, did you? Yes. Well, I already knew Sarah Soleimani. Okay. um, But I got to know her a lot better. Uh, Who else? There was another guy. (gasps) There was a guy who was in for a couple of days who was really quite... He was playing, like, a scary guy on the news channel. And in real life, he was also really scary. Oh, really? But I can't remember who he was. But he just sat there silently, like, reading from his iPad. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I get... I, I did a show recently that I don't think I'm allowed to talk about, where it's, like, a big regular show, and I was oh? a guest on it. And and I did think, oh, God, you, you're coming into this thing... Not only are they a gang, the main yeah. cast, they're a gang. Mm. They've been together for five... Not only that, but they've been together for five months. And, <sighs> like, they've seen so many yeah. guests. They don't give a shit. And you're trying to, you want to make friends and stuff, but I think they're like, I don't mm. want to get too close to you, mate, because you're going to be gone in a week. You're going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been gang. burned before, <laughs> you know? But then, like, when the shoe's on the other foot, mm-hmm. I love it when a, someone comes in for a few days. Well, because you don't... Freshens it up. Three series of... Josh, right? Yes. The series Josh from BBC Three. So you had lots of guests, did you? Yeah, lots of guests. And it is really nice when someone comes in and is lovely. And I think I'm not that person who comes in and is lovely. I'm that person who comes in and doesn't talk to anyone and sort of sits in the corner because she thinks everyone hates her. Right. So, <laughs> Josh, you had guest stars. Yeah. And you were, you'd always make an effort. Because you're like... I, re- I was listening to like Matt Smith on Desert Island Discs and he oh, yeah. was saying when he was Doctor Who that I think it was Jean-Marie Baptiste told him, you're the host, you know, not only are you Dr. Mm. you're the host. And so mm-hmm. he made a thing of every day, whoever was new, he'd go to their trailer, hi, how are you, welcome. Mm. Which is great, but that's... That's pretty nice. Yeah, but... See, I think that the atmosphere of a production is only as nice as the lead actor. Number one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And luckily, Josh is the nicest guy in the world. Yes, he is. So it was just, uh, we all had a lovely, glorious time. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard. And I think um, it is a responsibility of number one. Number one yeah. sets the tone of everything. I wouldn't do a Matt Smith, though, and go to one's trainer. No. Um, not, that, not that nice. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I like having time on my own, just to sit mm. be on my own. <laughs> well, and also, I think it's difficult sometimes, like, I think, because I, I want to be nice and I want people to like me and all that. When I did, like, Super Bob, when I was in all of it, you want mm. the crew to have a good time. I was sort of yeah. worried everyone was okay, and 
but then occasionally there'd be like a dramatic bit of acting I'd have to do or mm. have to be like sad or something yeah. and I think I kind of want a minute to myself without being a dickhead but it's so desperate not to be a dickhead it's quite hard yeah especially when you've been Very like a hard. gang and having fun yeah, exactly you're you like I'm, the, I'm I'm cool I'm fun I'm, yeah hey everyone I don't need a minute to have <laughs> yeah, a cry I'm fine I'm just so easy going and easy to work with <laughs> but then you're like oh I actually need to sort of think about my process <laughs> yeah and then do yeah. some do some practicing to myself and I think crews are used to, they're always very nice about it, but I find mm. it very difficult to sort of go. Yeah, because you feel like you're a bit of a wanker. Yeah, you never want to be, I never want to come yeah. across as like an actor. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> That'd be the worst. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, I'm sadly, there's yeah. sad news, you, you've died. Oh. Uh, we were so friends this time, I forgot to tell you, you died. Right, yeah, that um, makes sense. What did you, how did you die? I died really suddenly. Mm. I was hit by an ice cream truck. Really? Yeah. Was it full of ice cream? Was it empty? It was full of ice cream. Were you um, on your way to get one? I was on the way. <laughs> I heard the music. Yeah. And I ran out of my house and I ran straight into its path. <laughs> God, that's so sad. That's the best I could think Do of. Do you remember right the now. tune? Yeah, it was... Yeah, and then that, that's me dying. Oh, yeah, beauty, that's really so sad. Harsh. Yeah. Did um, and there was children. Oh, everywhere watching it. Do you know if the kids still bought ice creams? Yeah, they did. Right, yeah. while you were being. Yeah, they sort up. of left me underneath it, mm-hmm. and then they called the police, and they're like, "Oh, while we're here, you might as well." While we're waiting, um, yeah, yeah. What would you have had? <sighs> what would I have had? Well, I'd either have gone for a Magnum, an almond Magnum. Lovely choice. Or a Fab. Great. Yeah, I love either of those. I'm not such a fan of a fruity one. Soleros, no. don't dig them. Soleros, yeah, mm. overrated. Yeah. Almond Magnum is probably the perfect, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, sadly. Or at least those Magnums you get like a bit in the middle, it's like caramel. Sadly, you got hit by the truck. Yeah, before but you no one does. I'll never have one of those again, unless I go to heaven and they have them there. Well, you like films, right? Yeah. You're big into films. Uh huh. So, well, the good news about the afterlife is they're they're quite into films. Oh, that's great news. So that's they don't okay. have a magazine for you, but they have got a <laughs> cinema and stuff, and they right. want to talk about your life through yeah films. I imagine heaven being like that place we went to in LA called the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> Right, BT and I lived together in LA for a little yeah. bit when we were there for pilot season, which uh-huh. is a, a, a awful thing, time, awful, terrible <laughs> thing that, that people do in America, yeah. in LA. And uh, I would recommend it to you, absolutely no one. But we'll be back. Really, soul destroying. Next year. Next year. See you there. And uh, there is a place called the Grove. Yeah. Which is like it's the like Disney outdoor, World. Yeah, of it's malls. like an outdoors shopping centre, but it's like being on a film set for like mm. a perfect. 1950s yeah it's got a tram film it's yeah got, it's got fountains it's got fountains it's got musicians the whole it's time got, it's playing like people sitting out on lawns drinking cocktails and like the rat pack music's going yeah, on all the time yeah, yeah. and there's like speakers everywhere like throughout the i don't know it's crazy and there's a big cinema <laughs> big cinema yeah. big candy store we went to. yes huge candy store most outside food market bit oh, oh i think you're right i think that is what happens yeah, like but probably with less branding yeah so in the Grove Heaven. That's branding. Unless oh. God has his own, like, company. Also the view for the He's got a monopoly park. of heaven, pretty much. I think he has got a monopoly. Yeah. 
I don't think he needs to brand it unless it's like MTV, where they used to advertise MTV whilst you're watching MTV. That's true. It's like heaven, heaven, heaven. It's like, we're here, mate. I know, I know it. (laughs) So the first question I have is, what's the first film you remember seeing? Right, well, I think it's The Sound of Music. Lovely. Because when I was a little tiny baby, I used to sing the last word of each sentence of how do you solve a problem like Maria. Really? Like how old a baby? Kind of genius baby. Nearly two, maybe. Can you do... But, like, not... I'll be like, clown, doll. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying... I'd just be saying... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah, love that film. And also you watched Mary Poppins a lot. A lot of wow. sort of um, independent female figures. Yeah. Singing songs. Often in charge of children. Yeah. <laughs> Strong independent women. Often played by yeah. Julie Andrews. <laughs> yeah. Often raising children. <laughs> Julie Andrews. I totally didn't make that connection. They're both Julie Andrews. Both. One, one brunette, yeah. one blonde. You could be anything. Both nannies. Both nannies. That's both so singing. weird. Yeah. Singing nannies. Both singing, both with wow. torrid love affairs. Yeah. Like, what? Wait, Mary Poppins? Yeah, Mary Poppins is, is, is Dick Van Dyke's ex. And the whole thing with Mary Poppins is he's always like, are we going to have another go? And she's always like, bad, naughty, bad. Oh, man. I haven't seen that film for a long time. It's a bit like Casablanca, that storyline to it, is that right. Bert and her clearly had... And I say, I you know, I think Mary Poppins is one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. They clearly had, like, the best sex of anyone. And they just can't stop thinking about it. It's always there, but it's also their <laughs> lives are bigger yeah. than that relationship. So, Bert, the chimney sweep, yeah. how's his life bigger? Well, he sweeps the chimneys. Literally um, the entire London, city of London. Keeps the skyline pretty uh, yeah. city. Climbs up on smoke staircases. He kind of uh, looks after. He also does art that he can jump in. Oh, yeah. You know, he basically makes London... He's got a lot of fingers in a lot of different parts. Yeah. Okay. He's he makes London it... magical. Yeah, and he also has... It looks like he has his own business because the other chimney sweeps join him. I think it's yeah. his company. Yeah, it must be. You know, he's basically an employer. Or it's like a guild. Yeah. So I guess his, yeah. he, his work is bigger because he's looking he's after people in his own way. He's a huge chimney sweeping business. Conglomerate. Yeah. And he's teaching kids to tap. Yeah. That's a lot of work, actually. Poor Bill. But... but <laughs> <laughs> do you... Uh, remember watching these with, like, what did you watch them with your parents, with yeah, your sisters? Yeah, with my like, sisters, my parents. Oh, I think we'd just be like sat in front of them to sort of shut up, be quiet. In front of the telly. So your first memory is watching film on yeah, the telly. Yeah, on the telly. Yeah. And did you think I want to be in this or did you think I want to be a nanny? Do you know what? I really loved all my nannies. Yeah. I had a lot of nannies. Did you? Yeah. Did they uh, sing? Maybe my parents were like preparing me for a time where I would just see nannies. <laughs> nannies are great. Yeah. Look see? at these two. Nannies are, you need a nanny. Um, <laughs> because I grew up with two sisters. Mm. Uh, but my, sis- my older sister's only 17 months older than me. Right. So I, th- I don't think I'd ever watch anything alone, really, till I was... 17 months. Yeah. How about, how, what's the difference with your younger? Oh, well, my younger one, it's three years. Right. So. 17 months. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> basically having twins. Push one out and then. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Got started on the other one, pretty much. Both your parents are also in the arts. They are. As it yes. were. Did you, when you were growing up, 
were you aware of that? Was it something you you wanted to mm. do because of that, or is it because you watched stuff? Did it seem separate? When I was in, I think I must have been about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. I had uh, a joke book that me and my best friend would write in, and we'd write like all our best like funny bits, right? Because I wanted to be in like a comedy double act. Ah, <laughs> like my mum, like your mum, my dad, and so. Did you know that, like, were you ever on sets when you were yeah. a child? Yeah, I went to a lot of sets. We were in the background of quite a few French and Saunders sketches. Really? Yeah, I remember doing, I remember doing House of Elliot. Do you remember House of Elliot? Yes. They did House of Idiot on <laughs> <laughs> French and Saunders. I don't really remember what the sketch was about, but I was dressed, like, as a little Victorian child. Wow. And then I, we dressed up for the Star Wars one. That was pretty cool. We were dressed up as... Uh, um, Queen Amidala's handmaids. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I remember being on the Batman set. I feel like that was the most fun one. You know when they did all the new Batmans in the late yeah. 90s? Yeah. They did like a big Batman sketch. And man, the sets they had. I always think the President Saunders film <gasps> parodies are so high end. Like, so high end. The budgets. Yeah. It's insane. How did they do it? Like the Silence of the Lambs one looks like the Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And the alien one. Looks they, like the alien. They built a whole alien spaceship. Wow. And the Batman one, they had like the whole bat cave and they had like this tunnel that would go up and get smaller and smaller. And they had like hell. all these giant props and stuff. Who was, was in charge? It insane. I know. So wow, you, you wouldn't get a budget like that now. No. A sketch show. No. That's insane. Also, I went to, my favourite one was visiting my mum doing... Muppets Treasure Island. <gasps> oh, it my was God. incredible. I met Kermit and Miss Piggy. How were they? They were amazing. That's my dream. I saw the big pirate ship. Wow. It was incredible. Tim Curry, Kevin Bishop. Don't remember meeting him. I remember meeting Kevin Bishop, though. My mum had big padding on and a big um, hairy mole that my little sister yeah. got really scared of. <laughs> <laughs> so did you want to be... What you because you have achieved the, the thing. Um, no, well, I'm always <laughs> well, I feel like the older I get, mm. the more I compare myself to what my parents did, right? And the more I'm like, well, at my age, my mum had already had two children and two tele series, right? Of her own, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but obviously, it's a different time, it's a different time. Very different time, and also, it's a different time. <laughs> I think it's a different time. Do you know what I do yeah. compulsively is mm. think of someone I admire, and then check at what age they got really famous. <laughs> oh yeah, or like got really successful, like got their first series. I'm still clinging on to Clooney, who wasn't yeah. in the ER until I think he was forty. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's and like Samuel L. Jackson, Sharon Stone, forty. Sharon Stone. Right, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, much older. Yeah, I think he was 40 when he got his first film. <sighs> okay, let's stick so. with it. Also, you've done it. I mean, you actually have done it, all the stuff. The only reason I'm sort of curious is because it's unusual, mm-hmm. I suppose. Statistically, mm. it's unusual to grow up with two with parents in the arts. I don't know a lot of people who, who have, but obviously yeah. I know a lot of people who do the arts. Do you think it was you wanted to be like them or was it that you just, you'd like TV and film and comedy? Or do you think it was a bit like... Hmm. I think when I was a kid, it was I wanted to be like them. Okay. I think I've always loved, like, film and TV and... And always comedy. comedies, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember 
uh, like the Mighty Boosh was a big thing for me when I was, I think I was about 15 when that came out, 14, 15. And it was like my first thing where I was like, oh, this is, this is something that's mine that my parents don't know about. They didn't make this. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I'm like, oh, this is my thing that I really love. I'm not like a huge, like super nerd about stuff. Right. Can I ask you one more question about your family? And I wonder if when you were starting, you felt uncomfortable with the fact that because I remember when Lady Garda started, it was definitely mentioned yeah, that you loads. were. And I wonder if you felt like, oh, fuck, just let me be yeah, a person definitely. and not have the weight of. Uh, Can I my, ask that? My parents suggested that I change my surname. Right. To what? To, I don't know, like anything, change it to whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> but then I feel like that's sort of not being proud of who you yeah. are. And I am proud of who my parents are. Mm, yeah I feel like it's helped and hindered me in equal measure so it sort of evened itself out right I think that's really interesting for people yeah so people might come see a show people might listen to a thing if they know who my parents are right I think past that you sort of have to be funny or good I mean the thought that I only have the jobs that I have because of who my parents are goes through my head literally every time I yeah I used to get really grumpy about it when I was a teenager. I'd be like, oh, you want to be my friend because my parents are famous. Oh, like right. people in the village would be like, oh, can we come around your house? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think like when you're a teenager, everything is huge drama. Yeah. Well, it's just people are just curious. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, then my other question just to follow that up is, did yeah. you feel the first time you were doing, say, Lady Garden, which was your first sketch show, yeah. did you feel like, fuck, my parents are coming and they will have expectations beyond what are perhaps parents who aren't in the arts might. Yeah, no, it's absolutely terrifying. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. But my parents are so supportive mm. and my dad laughs really loud, so you can always hear him. I think he would think it's good even if it was a bit shit. Your dad, <laughs> I was just so proud. honoured to be at your wedding and your oh. dad's speech was the, the most beautiful thing oh. I've ever heard. So good at speeches. It. <laughs> it was so lovely. Yeah, very. I mean, he's a very lovely man. Really, he really likes wears you. his heart on his sleeve. I think he really likes you. I think that. that I was like when I saw <laughs> I that speech. I was like, oh, he really likes her. Oh, he does like her. <laughs> he's a he's a no fan. No matter what anyone says, he does actually like her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so first film was that. Now, mm. what is the film that scared you the most? Okay, when I was a kid. Yeah. Weirdly, it was Pete's Magic Dragon. <laughs> Do, Do you, you remember mean that? Pete's Dragon. Pete's with, Dragon. With Elliot, the that's, green... Yes, that's what I meant. That's the film I watched most when I was a kid. <gasps> Pete's Dragon. Me and my sister got that out of the video shop every single week. It used to terrify me. Well, were you scared of the dragon or the bad guy? When guys? the dragon got angry and ran out of the church, or get, got scared, right. and ran out of the church and left a dragon-shaped hole in the wall. Yes. I used to dream about that. Really? Yeah. Be like, oh, the dragon's invisible and he's angry or scared. Like, that terrified me. I love Pete's dragon. Yeah. I loved it. I think I did love yeah. it, but I was just like... Oh. Well, so you kept watching it and it kept being, being yeah, scared. Yeah, being like, oh, God, that's scary. Because w- did you also find him sweet, the dragon? Yeah, sometimes. But then I was like, oh, he's turned. You Ooh, can't no. trust him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, really terrified me. 
It's weird the things that like, because also when I was about eight or nine, my mum made me watch Alien with her because she was too scared to watch it on her own. And that, fine. Absolutely really? fine. Yeah. Weren't scared by Alien? No. Well, I think I was a bit scared, but it didn't really like mentally dreams. scar me. Hmm. Whereas Peter's Magic Dragon, oh, went over and over that in my head. Have you seen the, so you're talking about the semi-animated one. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the remake? The, the, the re... No. Right, there's a new film called Pete's Dragon, live action, made by a very arty director who made a ghost story. Did you see that? The ghost story recently? Mm. With the man in the sheet? Mm, no. Okay, well, Pete's Dragon, I recommend it. You should see it. Okay. One of the great openings to a film ever. Oh, it's got that, the original's got that great song in it. Candle in the Water. Yes! Candle in the Water! I used to, because we used to listen to music when we were going to bed when yeah. we were kids. I don't know, we had a tape. And that was on it. What else was on it? Oh, there was one that I had to skip or fast forward, mm-hmm. which was the Pink Panther theme tune. Oof. Gave me the chills. Really? <laughs> Gave me the absolute willies. Really? Willies. I was going to bed. Turn it. Turn it. Turn it. I was like, oh, turn it off. Like something creeping around your room. Hated it. Really responded to music at that age. Me and my sister used to um, dance around my dad's office to, it was like a classical music version of like a child's story. Peter and the Wolf? Yeah, Peter and the Wolf. Uh. That was it. <laughs> oh, it was great. And we used to act out all the bits. Uh. It was, that was quite scary too. Did all three bit. of you, three sisters, share a room? Uh, yes, we did at one stage. And that to, was really annoying. Did you used to oh, scare each other? No, my little sister used to wake us up in the middle of the night if she dropped her blanket. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, I can't reach it. <laughs> and then we'd have to argue about who would get up and <laughs> give her her blanket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the film that made you cry the most? Right. There's a few. Go on. I think a few for different stages of my life. Okay. The first film I remember really bawling my eyes out to was um, The Secret Garden. Which one? Is that the one with... It's the one where there's the, like the boy the... who's got something wrong with his back. I think it's Francesca he's... Holland. Is the is director, it? I believe. Well, he's in a little secret room yes. that no one knows about. Or there's, and there's like a secret garden. I don't know. But I remember crying... At the end of the film, we saw it in the cinema, yeah. and I was just like sobbing and sobbing. I must have been about six or seven. My dad was like, "What's wrong? It was a happy ending." I was yeah. like, "I know, I'm just really happy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, quite a lot of that. Did and you all I, go together? Yeah, whole family. Wow. Family cinema. And trip. you were the only one crying. It's interesting. As we were leaving this, like, I couldn't stop. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, and then I cried it up, obviously. Yeah. Really bought my eyes out to that. And then the last film I remember really crying at mm. was Lion. Oh, I have not seen oh, Lion. I watched it, it with so sad. my family again, but, like, on TV. Yeah. But also, like, my nephews were in the next room asleep. And one of them was five, the exact same age as the little boy who got lost in India. And mm. oh my God. Was everyone crying? Uh, everyone just okay. weeping. My sister had to go and like give my nephew a hug. Because uh, <laughs> she was like. <laughs> that's the that mum just... of the boy, not, yeah. not your other sister. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. You didn't all take turns? No. Don't get lost in India. <laughs> Never leave us. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, such a sad film. The first half anyway. 
it's interesting you cried at the happy ending. Yeah, I I keep sort of talking about this on the podcast, but the Muppets, the film, the Jason Segel film, the Muppets, the mm. kind of. I don't think I saw that. Did oh I? Oh my god, it's good. <sighs> It's a masterpiece. Just because I love the Muppets. You've got to see it. It's fucking brilliant. It's so funny. Well, do you know what I cry at? What? Muppets Christmas Carol. Of course. Tiny Tim. (laughs) Of course you cry. Of course. I'm a human woman. (laughs) I'm a human man. I'm a wreck. All the way through it. It's heartbreaking. Can't deal with it. I cry when the little rabbit is shivering outside. (gasps) God. Too much. It is too much. But yeah, okay, the Muppets and the Muppet Christmas Carol, they're yeah. both happy endings. Make you cry a lot. Yeah. Why is that? Don't know. Sometimes I cry, or I like well up in a film, when people are just being really nice to each other. Yeah. <laughs> like two people are really in love, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just start crying. Is that because we lack that in our lives? <laughs> or is it appreciation of... I say nice? I don't think I lack that. No, I don't think you do. And so I, I, I think it's just an appreciation of like, oh, that's yeah. really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Why does that make people cry? Well, my point is, I watched the Muppets. I showed my mum the Muppets, and she was dry eyed <laughs> at the end, and I was so shocked. I really thought because yeah. I was a wreck, and I thought, mm. I don't know how you're not feeling what I am feeling, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. it's pain. The pain of mm-hmm. the Muppets is so. So moving. And yeah. she was like, she even said, why does this make you feel like this? It's <laughs> always so to go, are you a psychopath? <laughs> That's funny. Mm. Yeah. People having different responses. Yeah. Maybe mm, some people can't respond to puppets or animation. Yeah. Whereas oh, I think it stems from childhood. Like my dad used to, uh, what do you call it? Anthropomorphic. Yeah. What's that? Anthropomorphize. What does that mean? It means sort of make an animal into a human, mm. give it human emotions. That, but yeah. with inanimate objects. Okay, yeah. So he'd give like my teddies little voices and characters. Uh. And he'd if we weren't going to eat food, he'd like make the food come alive and be like, oh, I'm never going to fulfill my destiny of being eaten. <laughs> and I've been cooked now and no, no one's going to eat me. Yeah. Just go in the bin with all the other gross food. But then uh, wouldn't you be like, I don't want to eat you, you're alive. Well, I did eat it. Okay. <laughs> now you're vegan. Yeah. No, I'm not vegan. Yeah. Just vegetarian. Okay. But. Still eat those well. potatoes. <laughs> yeah. It was those potatoes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> did you finish that? So that's yes. why I watch puppets and I'm like, oh. They've got their own yeah. little lives and characters and stories. and. <laughs> I also think there is a, a truth in, I cry a lot at sort of film and TV and stuff, but I don't cry in life. So it is a place where I deal uh, with emotions. That's your emotion place. So maybe someone like my mum cries in life, but not at the Muppets. Yeah. she can deal with real life. <laughs> that's true. Maybe. Do I cry in real life? Yeah, I do cry in real life. That's a crying film. I just cry all the time. <laughs> crying now. <laughs> I'm crying now. What is the film? We'll do it in this order. What's the film that years ago you loved? You thought it was amazing years mm. ago, and then you've watched it recently and you've gone, "Oh my god, this is awful." Yeah, uh, almost famous. Oh really? It used to be my absolute favourite film when yeah. I was a teenager, and I watched it recently. I was like, "Oh, this is just what's so bad." I haven't watched it. Waif, wafy girls having sex with pop stars, and then. Trying mm. to kill themselves. 
It was just like, it just felt uh, a bit gross. Is it, is it, is it Time's Up on Almost Famous? Time's Up on Almost Famous, I think. Uh. I think. It's like, it's, it's one of those, it's teetering. Right. I don't think it, it it's about groupies, basically. Mm. But none of them are sort of shown to have any other talent other than following rock stars around. Mm. And sort of being cool and taking drugs. What about the tiny dancer sequence on the bus? Does that still hold up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good answer. Yeah. And the opposite question, what's a film that's sort of meant to be bad, critically bad, people don't like it, and you're like, I fucking love it. Right. Got a few of these. Yeah. Because I love like an old sci-fi romp. <laughs> Total Recall. Love oh, it. Oh, great. Great film. Yeah. Oh, I don't understand that. it. But right. people love it. <laughs> I bloody love it. Also, uh, I really like those sort of young adult book okay. film conversions like Hunger Games and Twilight. <laughs> Lovely. I know. I've not seen any of the Twilights. <laughs> Should I? <laughs> going to see, I went to go see Twilight, A New Moon mm-hmm. in the cinema. Second one? Second one. And it was the most visceral cinema experience I think I've ever had. Wow. Like, it was packed with hormonal teenage girls. Wow. And every time one of the actors, like, appeared on screen or took their tops off, it was like, ah! <laughs> Like, you could just feel, like, the air was just heavy with pheromones. It wow. was really intense. Is it about an old man in a young man's body in love with a child? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. And it's about a werewolf who also falls in love with her. Um, is the werewolf age appropriate? But then, no, then, yeah. the old man and the young girl have yeah. a baby together, mm. and then the werewolf falls in love with the baby. But also, the, it's got the worst baby. They, they, they name their baby mm. a mixture of two names pushed together. What is the name? Oh, I can't remember. Tell me what the baby's name is, and then I'll work out what their names were. Can we Google it? Yeah. Name of baby. I mean, I'd keep it with this. But then the the werewolf genuinely, the werewolf says he imprints on the baby, which means that the baby will eventually be his mate. But at the minute, they're just friends. So when the baby comes of age... What, is it imprinted on the baby? He imprints on the baby. He sort of groomed the baby. One day you're going to grow up and love me. Yeah. Well, the baby baby is growing up like that. Right. Very fast. Mm. Sort of. Uh, a week in this baby's life is a year, I'd say. What, so it's going to be dead by the time it's 20? <laughs> I don't know. 10? I don't know. I think it plateaus. Right. It's sort of like the age when it's really fit. <laughs> is it going to live forever like a vampire? Mm. Mm. Half. She's half a girl. Was she a vampire in the end? She's a vampire in the end. Oh, but she only turns into a vampire when she's giving birth because she's pregnant with a vampire baby. Mm. What, <laughs> the baby a, bites through it? Well, that's the thing. The baby's going to bite through her, punch punch its way out, and um, she's got to survive it. So he turns her into a vampire as she's uh, as she's giving birth. As she's giving Jesus birth. Christ! This this film yeah, sounds dark it's, as fuck. Uh, it is dark as fuck, but it's one of those like, uh, even though it's written by an adult woman, <laughs> it's it feels like it's written by a horny teenager, right? He's like, oh, yeah, vampires. <laughs> bite me while I give birth. Oh, I'm going to turn, oh, turn into a vampire. Oh. Imprint on a baby. <laughs> Green the baby. Uh, Renesmee. 
Renesme. I mean, that's... Renesme. Will you please name your first child Renesme? <laughs> How many real babies have been named Renesme, do you think? Oh, Quite too a few. many. Too many. I want to find out. Renesme. Anyone actually called Renesme? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Renesme. 47 girls were named Renesme in 2010. Oh, God. There you go. Those poor girls. Imagine, like, so then those girls are like five. Mummy, and you go, this is why you're called it. Because of a, a werewolf yeah. imprinting on a baby that's going to grow up in a week and he's going to have yeah. sex with it and then he's going to that, die. And that's you. That's you're, you. you're that baby. Yeah. No, that's no. half vampire, half human, and you're going to have a werewolf. And that's what we wish Look for you. after you and groom you. Yeah. That's and and that think. werewolf will go on to star in Cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. What is the film that has the most meaning to you? Not because of the film itself necessarily, but because mm. of the experience when you watched it. Right. I really struggled with this one mm-hmm. because I, I just I just really did. So what I went with was yeah. the film that I went to go see in the cinema on my own for the first time, I like without my parents. Okay. And I went to go and see a matinee yeah. of Dragonheart. Ooh. <laughs> One With pound. Sean One Connery. Pound Sean dragon. Connery. Sean Dennis Connery's the dragon. Dennis Quaid. Lovely. Oh, Pete Postlethwaite's in it. <laughs> Pete Postlethwaite is in it. Yeah. I believe it's directed film. by Rob Cohen, who made Triple X. Continue. Well, it's... Uh, for those who don't know it, it's about a dragon who gives half his heart to a baddie mm. to save him. Or, like, he gives half his heart to this king and then he becomes corrupted by the dragon heart and becomes evil and then passes it on to his son who's evil and then they have to try and kill this evil guy but they have to also kill the dragon at the same time. I don't know. But basically it's like a buddy movie about this dragon slayer and this dragon who, like, run a con thing. Because he's the last dragon in the world... Right. He pretends to kill him in front of all the villagers, okay. collects some money, and then him and ah, they Sean on. Connery the dragon move on to the next village. Is it like the sting, but we're the dragon? Yeah. <laughs> Is um, Does the dragon die at the end? Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Don't remember. So the heart he, he gave to the king, his own heart, he, what, the king wasn't he strong enough for it. Half of his heart. Half of it. Yeah. It like okay. corrupted him or something. And you went alone or with friends? I went alone. Wow. Yeah. Did you get dropped off? How old were you? I must have been about nine. And I think I walked down to the cinema on my own with my pound. Wow. Gave it. One kiss is fun. Where was this? Richmond. Wow. Yeah. Nine. Richmond Odeon, yeah. It's very young, isn't it? I don't understand. I don't understand ages. Maybe ten or eleven. Okay. Did you love it? Did you feel like, oh, were you scared? It was, it felt really, I felt really Mm. grown up. I was like, oh going to see a film on my own yeah yeah so i think that's the experience one and then was that the last time you went on your own yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I love this i'll never do it again i never go on my own i don't i can't remember another film i've seen on my own wow yeah i'd hate it well i I, I weirdly i'm very comfortable film on my own but but going to the to see a play very uncomfortable on my own because you have an interval and you start stand around being awkward. And... That's because there's a social aspect to that. Yeah. More than a film. A film you can sort of like... I, I feel like if you're going to meet up with someone, you don't go, oh, let's do something together, like see a film. Because if you haven't seen them for ages... Yeah, exactly. Films aren't social. You're just sort of 
staring in front and not talking to me. I'd take, go to, if it was like a friend I didn't really want to see. Mm. <laughs> but I was yeah. like doing some, like, oh, okay, let's yeah. see. Should we go see a film so we let's don't have to waste talk? waste some hours, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go see a horror. And yeah. You better enjoy it. <laughs> what is the film you found the sexiest, BT? I'm sorry to even ask. Okay. When I was a kid, I used to really fancy the cartoon Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. The fox. I loved it. I loved, loved him. Maid Marian. Yeah. But pro- probably like sexual awakening film, mm. Dirty Dancing. Wow. I saw it. I watched it. How old were you? Don't know. I was young though. And I remember watching it with uh, my babysitter. It was, it was, my parents had gone out mm. and I was watching it with my babysitter and she was like, oh, it's a bit sexy, isn't it? Was it her idea, the babysitter? Was she well, like, she was quite mad. <laughs> <laughs> she called Joanna. Mm. And she... Naughty Joanna. Yeah, naughty Joanna. <laughs> but she was like watching it going, oh, this is a bit sexy, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, she was from the How old were you again? Um, I was... I don't know. I just remember being sort of young-ish. I was under the age of 12. Pre-Dragonheart? Post-Dragonheart. Pre-Dragonheart, I think. Wow, okay. Yeah. Could have been 10. Yeah. But I remember her being like, oh, this is sexy. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Just you or all your sisters? <laughs> just me and the babysitter. Remember the other two? No idea. But I also remember my parents had a like a part, like a dinner party or something. Mm-hmm. And all their friends came around and there was a bunch of kids just hanging out. And they sort of put us in the TV room. And it was getting quite late at night. And we were all still awake. We must have been six or seven. And we just started accidentally watching porn. How? <laughs> I don't know. We were like <laughs> switching around trying to find something to watch. And then it was like this, it was kind of like soft porn. Like, right. uh, uh, I don't know, this sexy story about these people on a train is all I remember. Ooh. And my mum came in and was like, um. That <laughs> 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 uh, was pretty funny. Dirty Dancing is, a, I believe, a lot of my sisters probably would have said Dirty yeah. Dancing. Yeah. would say uh-huh. she's still with us uh, <laughs> I and I watch Dirty Dancing an awful lot because I have a sister right. so I've seen Dirty Dancing probably a hundred times yeah see I when I went to university and everyone was like oh my god Dirty Dancing is my favourite film yeah. I sort of reacted against that and I was like ugh no gross it's shit mm. ugh, but you're like, lying yeah I was lying yeah it's a great film it's a great film it's great so was Patrick Swayze your guy? Was it more the the sort of story? I think it was being, more the story. Not being I, 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 I wouldn't look at Patrick Swayze and be like, "No, go away." Mm-hmm. But it's all, he's also my not not my go to. Well, okay. Who's your go to? <laughs> I like more sort of. <laughs> I don't know. Sort of nice and clean. You're like a clean boy. <laughs> like a nice clean boy. <laughs> Who's the cleanest oh, so currently working? Clean. Sort of a Ryan Gosling or a, so you know, an, a, an old school Leo. Okay, Leo before he, like, without, sans beard. Sans, Leo sans beard. Okay, okay. A nice, clean. He's had a wash and a shave. He's had a wash. He's very squeaky clean. He's not interested in any also, mucky stuff. Oh, who do I really like at the minute? Michael B. Jordan. Very sort of So nice, clean. Clean. He's, had, he's really cleaned up he's before really he's gone on cleaned, camera. Cleaned up and cleaned himself up. Probably cleaned the house before yeah. he left. Yeah. Although, weirdly, I'm very messy. Maybe that's why you like clean. Like a clean man. 
Do you want a man who's going to clean up after you? Yeah, but I haven't got one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah, Sam is about as messy as me, oh, no. which is a real problem. So he's not clean? No, he's not clean. God. He's not clean, I'm not clean. Our house is disgusting. <laughs> so you must really love him because he's not, you yeah. just went like, okay, I'll marry someone who isn't clean, yeah. even though what I really want is clean. It's a nightmare because neither of us mm. are clean and neither of us are organised. Wow. Usually in a couple, one of you is. Yeah, one of you does the heavy does every Does all the organised stuff, but neither of us, neither of us do it. How do you survive? <sighs> we muddle through. <laughs> We've got a shared calendar at the minute, which he refuses to check. Right. Um, <laughs> but I always think like, oh, I will grow up. Yeah. But then I never do. When is that? When I put it I in my calendar, think, but I, I keep waiting. I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens ever. I don't think it happens for anyone, and I think I, I now think that everyone is just pretending. Mm. I think that because I always thought, oh, I have children when I'm a grown up. It's like when's mm. that? I think yeah. you just sort of do these things and go pretend like. Well, yeah. I guess this is how. Yeah. What what a person doing this would look like they were that, doing. That is exactly it. You're just pretending to be a grown up. Yeah. Uh, last thing on dirty dancing. <laughs> yeah. So when you were watching it with Joanna, the babysitter. Yeah. Do you, uh, like, did it change you? Were you like, oh, this is what sex is, I feel sex now? Or was it like, like, did you want to see it again? Like, did it Yeah, I think I wanted to see it again. Well, I think it was the first time I'd watched something and someone was like, oh, this is, this is good, isn't it? (laughs) And so, like, rather than going like, ugh, gross, I was like, oh, actually, yeah. Oh, and you've already told us you don't know how to feel about films. Yeah. So so someone else said, this is sexy. Yeah, and you went, I go, yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes. I am very heavily influenced by uh, anyone. anyone. If I come out of a film and I hated it and someone mm. goes, I actually really like that film. I go, yeah, actually. <laughs> actually, do you know what? I, I loved it. It's my favourite film. What is the film you most related to? It could be the film itself, could be a character in a film, could be the feeling it gave you. You're like, that's me, that film. Weirdly. The Truman Show. Really? Yeah. Okay. It, it's a film it. I watched and I was like, oh, I've thought that exact thing. Yeah. I feel, I feel like everyone thinks that at one point in their life. They're like, oh, what if this is, what if my life is just a movie and everyone's watching it? Did you feel, uh, because I only thought of this recently, but if your parents uh, were in a public eye when you yeah. were young, were people often looking? When you were yeah. out and stuff, do you think that that affected how you feel? Oh that yeah, maybe. People are always watching. But then you? I, well, I did like I liked daydreaming a lot, and I used to sort of pretend I was in a music video a lot of the time, or like pretend I was in a movie of my life. Yeah. Or like, uh, <laughs> my earliest memory of doing this was when I was little and I was playing with like fuzzy felt. Do you remember fuzzy felt? Yeah. I was just yeah. making a picture of fuzzy felt, but mm-hmm. in my head. I was Michael Jackson and I was in a fuzzy felt competition and I was winning. Wow. So You so were Michael Jackson? I was Michael Jackson playing like fuzzy felt would competition. You were a fuzzy felt competition. Yeah, I think so. So you thought Truman Show? Yeah. Because of the feeling of maybe everything I'm doing is a TV show. Yeah. That I'm being watched. Not it's not about being watched, it's about everything else is it's fake. A, well, I think yeah, about the, it's about the concept Oh, I mean, that's not really relating to something, is it? It's just sort of being like, oh, I've... No, it is. Sort of that concept, is it? Yeah, that's the film. <laughs> okay. All but right. so if you were the true, if you were Truman and Truman, you wouldn't leave? No. <laughs> okay. 
You'd be like, hey, what's like, yeah, your guy? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but I guess it, yeah, because he gets a bit annoyed, doesn't he, that people get recast, like his girlfriend has to leave and yeah, it's it, it becomes sort of fake. Yeah, it's it. I think it's that, isn't it? But then I feel like that, like struggling for meaning in life and struggling mm-hmm. for like, oh, but is this real or is this real is quite a common thing. Yeah. And also it's interesting how much, uh, how many experiences are being, are now a sort of commodity. Like yeah. you can do so many like interactive Yes. Uh, theatrical experiences where you walk around and like I did a thing for, with Punch Drunk and oh, yeah. basically I ended up being kidnapped and <laughs> and like tied up and locked up in this place oh, man. and it was such a, a sort of amazing experience like I really felt mm. all this stuff but also it was obviously you know it wasn't real but it yeah. felt real and I thought I sort of thought afterwards, like, well, isn't it sort of strange that we're currently in this thing? Like, that's like the Truman Show. It was like, yeah. this wasn't real. It was all set up. But I was sort of, I kind of, I guess, paid to experience some life. Yeah. That, that actually wasn't life because it was... That is weird. Yeah. But there's so much of that about. And equally, I'd never want to be kidnapped. Uh-uh. <laughs> but in a sort of safe, you know... <laughs> yeah. What is the film you objectively think is the greatest film of all time? I find it very hard to be objective. Yeah, you also so need I've to just be chosen my favorite films. Okay, well, because the next, uh, the other question is, what's your favorite film? Oh, but really? sometimes it's different, as okay. in, you know, some people think Schindler's List is the greatest film, but I don't think you want to. I don't mm. think you go. That's my favorite. I love. You know no. what I mean? Okay, well, I guess like Citizen Kane. Yep. For its innovation. Yeah. In cinema at that time, like the whole deep shot thing, it was very. It was great. It's great. It is great. It is, <laughs> and, and it's not boring. It yeah, looks like it would be boring. they tried really hard. It's a lot of trying in that They film. tried so hard. They put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Uh, everyone was doing their best acting. Yeah. So I think that's probably objectively. But although I'm sure that things have passed it in innovation since, but I can't think of any right now. You can have Avatar. it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to accept Avatar. <laughs> I saw Avatar in the cinemas twice. Wow. No, three times. I went three times. Are you excited to see about the 25 cinema. sequels that are on the way for a film that no one can remember? Mm, no. No. Because now I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is a bit shit. But at the time, I loved it. Yeah. It was, I saw it at the that? IMAX. I remember it was, you know, an experience. Yeah. I can't remember any of it. Oh, I do remember Other than all of it. unobtainium and then, being a word oh, they un- use. Unobtainium, ooh, yeah. And also, it, uh, what I also remember is that someone in it says, we're not in Kansas anymore, guys. And I thought, what year is this set? But they're still so... <laughs> Wizard of Oz has really survived <laughs> as a reference. <laughs> we're not in Kansas anymore, Ty. So what are you talking about? Of course <laughs> we're not in that? Kansas. What's that from? <laughs> <laughs> we're in space. <laughs> okay. What is the film... You can watch over and over and over and over and over. I would say, well, I have to say first that me and my sister used to come home from school. We went through a period of mm. coming home from school and watching The Sixth Sense every day. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which is so weird because there's a twist that sort of ruins the whole film if you watch it again. Yeah. Also, like, but, not quite like a fun film to... Yeah. Just loved it. Watched it every day for... Wow. We'd get home and be like, oh, do you want to watch Sixth Sense? But like... <laughs> Wow. Like, for about two weeks, every night we watched it. That's fascinating. <laughs> so weird. But um, 
I'd say the film I can watch over and over again yeah. is Spirited Away. I have never seen it to my shame. <gasps> oh, man. No. Gotta watch it. Okay. Actually, anything from Studio Ghibli. Like, have you seen uh, Pompoco? No. It's a Studio Ghibli film about raccoons. And like they're, like, fighting this sort of industrial development in their area from humans. Uh, and they... <laughs> One of their weapons against the humans is to expand their testicles and use them as weapons. Wow. It's great. For kids? It's a great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What's wrong with testicles? What's wrong with testicles? Raccoons, they're on the outside. You can see them. So, yeah, I'd say any of those. Howl's Moving Castle. That's a great one. So, hang on. Spirited Away is your one. Yeah, Spirited Away is my one. That's my my go-to. Or Time Bandits. Oh, lovely. Love Time Bandits. Great film. Great film. Go through all the emotions. It's pure evil. It does have it all. Yeah. What's your worst film of all time? Oh, worst film of all time. <gasps> a Perfect Storm. No. Yes. I love because a storm. I saw that in the cinema yeah. and I wanted, well, I had to leave because I got seasick. Oh, really? It was awful. Wow. I couldn't watch it. So that, that's so my last one. You don't know what happens at the end. Oof. No, don't care. <laughs> My dad loved it. I love that film. I hated it. Massive spoiler alert. Really sick. What? They all die. They all die? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Everyone dies? Everyone dies in the perfect oh, film. Oh, bloody hell. It's a like, really heavy summer movie, that one. Literally everyone dies? Everyone. It's a perfect storm. Wow. There's only one winner in that, the storm. The storm wins. It's a very sad movie. Wow. Love it. It's beautiful. You've got mm. seasick. How far in? Well, you know, the big wave bit. So you were, like, just waiting outside for everyone, puking? Yeah, I'd, no, I just had to go into the toilet and just sort of get a glass of water and stuff. <laughs> Awful. I do, like, Surprising with a lot answer. of steady cam things as well, I get, like, quite uh, sick. Cloverfield, right. couldn't watch it. Right. Amazing. <laughs> Anything on um, shaky cam. Shaky cam, not for you. Although, weirdly, Blair Witch Project, love it. Really? Yeah. Right kind of shakes <laughs> for you. Top of my just go to class then. <laughs> snot. I mean, the commitment. The commitment to snot in yeah. any actual way is amazing. Oh. I would love it. Gladiator, he snots everywhere. He snots. That is, you know they're in it when they're snotting. Mm. And they can't come out and wipe. Wipe. But I think in, in real life when I cry, if there was snot, I would wipe. I would wipe too. But I guess if you're really scared of a, <laughs> of a witch. I remember when my little sister accidentally said the word bitch not knowing that it was a bad word. Right. Like, when she was maybe three or four, then we were like, you can't say that as a bad word. And she cried for 20 minutes, and mm. she had snot coming out of her nose and going all the way down her face, and she wouldn't let anyone touch it. She was like, ah! <laughs> ah! Snot. Uh, <sighs> this is a good one for you. What's the funniest film of all time? I've got, I've got loads. You can have... Three. Okay. Bridesmaids. Lovely answer. Love Bridesmaids. Love Bridesmaids. me and my sister can watch it and quote pretty much every single line. As much as you could quote Sixth Sense? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a different sister. Older sister for Sixth Sense, younger sister for Bridesmaids. Fascinating dynamics. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Spinal Tap. Of course. It's correct. Just perfect. Yeah. Maybe the perfect film. Yeah. Also, The Jerk. Because I love Steve I Martin. love the joke and I love Steve Martin so much. 
oh, it makes me laugh so much. And it's just like, it's silly and it's mm. gags, gags, gags. The jerk is And he's just, oh, such a perfect presence. I love him. Such commitment to like long gags. Like, I don't need anything. That's the best bit. I don't need anything apart from this lamp. <laughs> that is the best bit. I need my dog. Oh, I don't need my dog. <laughs> <laughs> this lamp, this uh, ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> so um, good. Okay, what's your favourite film then? My favourite film hmm. is Blade Runner. Get the fuck out of I it. I think it's the perfect film. It's got a love dystopian future. Mm. Oh, God, we pray oh. every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Bring and us the dystopia. Really, oh, I've got my fingers crossed for a dystopian future. I think you might get your wish. Okay. Keep, keep going. Great news. It's got Harrison Ford, yeah, who is a gem. <laughs> it's got robots that are going wrong. Yeah, naughty robots. <laughs> but who are, it's got AI that's becoming intelligent, which I love. That's a great yeah. theme. Drama, but sort of film noiry and but futuristic. Ah, love all that stuff. Do you, you like the, the new the one? Sets and the. Do you know what I do? Yeah, I thought it was excellent. I really loved it. Yeah. I think it had the same sort of slow-moving, sort of beautiful sequences. It had more sort of... It was, I think, a bit more arty in terms of, like, the setting and stuff. Can I... uh, There is a question I have, and you seem to be an expert on Blade Runner. Everyone... You're saying it's your favourite film. A lot of people's favourite film. A lot of people think it's a masterpiece. You said it's perfect. Hmm. I watched it and thought there is a thing in it that I'm very uncomfortable with that I don't quite understand, which is it seems to me that the sex scene in it is not a sex scene but a scene of sexual assault. Yeah. And what happens is the music to the film suggests lovely sexy business, but the action is Mm. Sean Young says, I want to go. He says, kiss me. She says, I don't want to. He says, say you want to kiss me. She says, I don't want to. He grabs her and says, you you want to kiss me? Yeah. And then he kisses her and saxophone plays, sexy time. But it don't look like yeah. she ever wanted that. And she specifically says, I don't. Don't, yeah. But That's the music very goes, mm. problematic right. bit in it. Yeah, I don't quite know what to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the 80s, I guess, that was yeah. all right. Yeah. But nowadays we frown now on it. Now that's quite problematic, that bit. Yeah. But I was surprised. I was like, oh, not many people seem to talk about that. But it was a really like, what is this scene? Yeah, I remember because I watched it again before going to see the new one. Right. So I just wanted to be ready. Up to speed. And I remember that scene and thinking, hmm. <laughs> but it goes like... She doesn't like this. Very uncomfortable. It is sort of entrapment relationship, really, that, isn't it? Yeah. She sort of has to go with him because he's the only one who's going to save her. And then she sticks around there, doesn't she? Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's complicated. <laughs> but maybe that's, you know, maybe it's deliberately complicated it's and we're supposed to think. It's complicated. You no, know, he's not a great guy. He's not a great guy. He's not. Harrison Ford never plays a great guy, not like a, a straightforward great. great guy. No. Harrison Ford, when he shows up, yeah. is. One oh. of the ultimate film stars. Oh. When he shows up. When he shows up. Boom, when he boom. can be bobbing. Give me that charisma. Yeah. Give me that. Oh. Turn it on, you lazy yes. man. And when he does. Oh. Hello. 
Hello! <laughs> it all lit up the screen. Force Awakens, he turned up. We were like, here he is. Oh, here he bloody is. Here he is. Yeah. Lovely stuff. What Where have you been? Yeah, exactly. Hiding all that charisma. Has, uh, have you ever seen that video clip of him meeting Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, so nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. And then as he's leaving, he's like, go, go. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally bitching about her. <laughs> yeah. Now, BT... Edmondson, you've been wonderful on this. However, when you were hit by the ice cream van, mm. it actually like squashed you and sort of widened oh. out your body in a way that yeah. we weren't expecting. When we put you in your coffin, oh. there's only room for one of these films that we've talked about. It's not going to be open casket, is it? No. Oh. We're squashing a Blu-ray or a DVD. It's up to you. What's what's slim enough to fit more in? I think they're both the same size. Okay. They're both discs. It's going to take one with you to the other side, where mm. they'll have your movie night. Everyone has their own movie night. So which of these films we've all discussed are you taking with you to the other side? Well, I'm going to be in heaven. Yeah. So everything's going to be pretty jolly and fun anyway. Sure. Let's assume. Yeah, I hope so. So I probably don't need a comedy film. But your heaven is probably a dystopian future. Remember? Oh, shit. <laughs> but okay. okay, let's assume you didn't quite get that wish and it was actually really nice. Though. Right, okay, yeah. So I'm going to go with a bit of drama. I'm going to go with Perfect Storm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you can see the ending. Oh, my God, it's so sad. Yeah, because in heaven I wouldn't get seasick. No, you wouldn't. Um, no, not really. I, I would actually go with Time Bandits. Lovely. Yeah. A lot less problematic than Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Is it? I haven't uh, seen it in years. It's probably got loads of troubles. Yeah, I haven't seen it for absolutely ages. Mm. Okay, so you're going to show Time Bandits to, to the crew upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to love you. Also, that's got God in it. There you go. He's in it. He He's going to fucking love it. Who plays God? Sean Connery? Mm, yeah. Dragonheart? Mm. Can't remember. Is it Sean Connery? I don't think it is. No. Maybe. He's in it, though. Well, he keeps following them through the right. time, doesn't he? They keep trying to escape him because they've stolen something. This is why you're taking it with you, because you're going to have a lot of time to yeah. work out what happens. What it's about. PT? <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you so much for being oh. on the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna, it's been a pleasure. You've been absolutely excellent. And you are, are allowed to go to heaven with Time Bandit. Oh. Is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners before? Um, remember me as I was before the accident. Yeah. Don't think about it. Just look at, look at nice pictures of me. And don't let it put I've you got a really nice screen. headshot on my agent's website if you want to remember what I Maybe I'll put that up with the podcast. Yeah, you can do that, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. You've been brilliant. Uh, everyone yeah. go and see Patrick. Yeah. Birthday Girls Live. Yes, please. And listen to their podcast. Yeah. Birthday Girls Party Party. House Party. House Party. Birthday Girls House Party. Available on the Kench podcast feed. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Good day to you. So that was episode five. Thank you very much to BT Edmondson for coming over and for being so brilliant. Thank you to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAS for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come back next week for more films to be buried with where I have the actor Stephen Cree. You'll know him from Outlander and he is a very, very funny boy. Please buy tickets to my Edinburgh show, What Is Love, Baby Don't Hurt Me. You can find them on edfringe.com. And that is all for now. Thank you very much for listening. 
Please subscribe and like and give it five stars on iTunes and do all the admin you have to do when you vaguely enjoy something. And for now, please be excellent to each other. Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name is Maureen. Yeah, thank you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.